0: Camera. Christmas is
1: awesome. Uh, yeah. I I was gonna go like ring a ding. I don't I don't know. Ring a
0: ding. Wait wait wait. Let's do this. Let's do this. Hold on. Ring a ding a ding. Ding a ding. Ling a ling. This all sounds. Uh, you know I I gotta stop because now that I think about it, it sounds uh, real
1: bad. It's Christmas real bad.
0: no. It's just Christmas songs in general, especially those like ding a ding a ding. It sounds like low-key overly sexual like jack frost nipping at your nose like that seems like jack frost is about to get with someone in netflix and chill all night long and candy canes are not going to be put to proper use and i am not with that all right candy canes are sacred you all take your dirt somewhere else and with that let's roll that <laughs> intro <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know our interest would be. Yeah, night, the stars of <laughs> I never
0: get. I never ever get over how good you do that. Uh, never. I still love Cartman. I oh, you are the best. You are the best at it's, doing that. It's,
1: it's, it's the only Christmas song I know. <laughs> Uh, I can also sing "Kyle Mom's a Bitch," but that doesn't seem very in the holiday spirit. Nah, so. <laughs> talking about your buddy's mama. Oh, I know <laughs> one. It's hard to be a Jew on Christmas. <laughs> I know that song too.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably Mel Gibson's favorite song,
1: but we'll talk about that later. Welcome to Cinemagic Podcast with your favorite host, that's right, Rick Acevedo, the Elf on the Shelf, and myself, Jonathan Guendouin, the, the Mrs. Super Claus to his... It was okay, so Elf? I don't know.
0: What's the relationship between Mrs. Claus and this, I don't know, but I think they have like a... <sighs> Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus are like, they're, they're happy, they're, they like watch TV together and stuff. I don't think they do much else, honestly um uh, but you you got that awesome uh green ranger shirt which yeah. i kind of like i'm i'm glad you wore as an no huge fan off. yeah i know and i'm and i'm glad you wore it cause i'm a huge fan of the green ranger and all but at the same time it's it it goes with and against because it's definitely not an ugly sweater <laughs> you know what i'm saying it like goes with cuz it's a sweater but it's not an ugly sweater so it's like you kind of halfway there See, I everything. always
1: have a problem with ugly sweater, because I look good in everything, so I make everything look good, you know? I learned that from Will Smith back in the day, so uh, I have to just keep it going. I make this look good. <laughs> I remember the line. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, everyone. If you haven't guessed what we're talking about uh, this week, it's holiday and holiday movies. Uh, yay. We don't care what you celebrate here. We're all inclusive. Happy holidays to everyone. Mundo. Yeah, so, But we want to go take a time and just talk about them. We'll make some good, name some movies, maybe some recommendations. Mm-hmm. Some favorite movies of last year I think Rick has to talk about. And maybe even own this week. Um, uh, oh, that's, that. that's, what are your that's favorite holiday serious. movies from last year? Yeah. So, you know, and we'll just talk all about <laughs> it. So we we like this to be relaxed. Welcome. It's the holidays. No one really wants to work. We all just Drink
0: want to Drink a down cup and of eggnog or just straight up chug that whiskey.
1: Yeah, and, I, I hate non-alcoholic eggnog, by the way. I don't know why people bother to give me that. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't... Eggnog is like, not no, tasty. So,
0: so, so, you know, so sharing a little bit about myself, me being Puerto Rican, <clears throat> we have a thing, and I don't know if you have a variation of this um, in your neck of the woods in the Caribbean, but in, in Puerto Rico we have Coquito, which yep, is... With, ours uh, is called Cremas. Yeah, which is kind of, it, it's It's kind of similar. I don't know, like... But it's it's got you know it's got some rum to it it's got a kick to it but even the kids used to drink it uh, mm-hmm. that did not cause me any problems at all in the future except for those several times that I was blackout drunk doing God knows what but that has nothing to do with my child drinking.
1: Well, I don't I don't know if it's Puerto Rico but in Haiti there's not really a drinking age so there's like nothing that exists there. Um, <laughs> Like, of course, morally and stuff, you don't kind of let kids drink, but there's not like a, you know, 21 and over, you have to be able to drink. So mm. cremas, at a lot of points for little kids, you just got like a little, a little bit of it, like in a same, little cup.
0: Same with Coquito. Little cup. Yeah,
1: and- and it wasn't considered alcoholic for kids of them drinking. It's a holiday drink. You just drink it. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's like, I like, in, a, Spain, it's I like in Spain,
0: you know, you give a kid that's like eight years old uh, a canita, which is like the tiny beer, like the tiny shot of beer, which everybody drinks with breakfast.
1: <laughs>
0: and it's like, man, you know, I, I don't know about now, but 20 years from now, this might have some long lasting <laughs> ramifications.
1: <laughs> but hey, man, it builds character. I've thing. never known Spaniards to be drunks. That is crazy. Except I mean, I don't for... know what parts
0: of uh, Spain you've been to, but trust me, the four o'clock in the morning,
1: <laughs> bocaito with with canita, mm, yeah. Uh, the the all I know from Spaniards are really from the Highlander movies, right? Uh, when no, uh... <laughs> you, know, you had me until you
0: said Highlander movies. Great holiday! Those are great uh, holiday movies, by the way. I feel like Highlander takes place over Christmas. I'll name Highlander
1: as my first name.
0: Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever not heard of the ages-old Scot- Scottish-Spanish Highlandish tradition of the holiday beheading? <laughs> you pick... Hold on, this is real, man. You pick the weakest member of your family, and you offer them eternal life, and then you take them out to the uh, <laughs> to that valley, uh, and you say, look, it, it is eternal life, but it's going to sting a little bit. <laughs> and then you're straight up ahead their ass. Yeah. And then we wait for Easter <clears throat> when they get reborn. Yeah, I
1: totally get it. That's the whole point, right?
0: That's, that's what I call, that's what I call a humanity's point of view, my friend.
1: <laughs> but uh, besides Highlander, which I did think, take tell us in the comments. Um, you know, come come over, let us know if we right. if we messed up over mm-hmm. on Instagram. I think Highlander takes place uh, during the holidays. It's <laughs> not my holiday movie I want to talk about. The first one I want to talk about, if you can see this visually, is The Nightmare Before Christmas. This now, is Halloween. Yep. Because it is not Halloween. The Nightmare Before Christmas, and this is my soapbox and this will be my rant, is and always been a Christmas movie, everyone. It is literally in the title. The movie literally starts on November 1st. The This Is Halloween song and everything, So they introduce us to Halloween Town, and they literally, the mayor of Halloween Town is going, we had a fantastic Halloween. <laughs> and Jack Skeleton goes in and he finds the holiday tree and he finds Christmas and he wants to oh. celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's about someone who's different from others, who loves the way he is, but some people wouldn't consider normal, wanting to celebrate in the holidays the way that he knows, right? Um, and of course it involves kidnapping Santa Claus and some other stuff, but you know, that's just what's in his culture. Um, man, kidnapping
0: is the ultimate act of love.
1: Yeah. But I really do like the nightmare before Christmas. I think it is of this, of this thing of where Christmas is Christmas movies, especially and holiday movies are usually about like, well, I need to save Christmas or get a toy or you know, something that. And this one's really about some someone exploring what the holiday is and being new to it with open eyes and finding the meaning of it rather than someone who has to rediscover it. I just think it's new. It's animatronic. It has lovely songs. And uh, did I mention they kidnapped Santa Claus in it? And at one point, King Oogie Boogie's is trying to kill him. I mean, it's, it's great stuff. I think,
0: you know, because I have to agree with this. But here's what I loved about Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, It sort of reinvented or really attempted to reinvent the concept of holiday movies because the concept of holiday movies, I think, is very, very kind of across the board the same. If you're not seeing some iteration of The Christmas Carol, you're seeing an iteration of uh, Miracle on 34th Street. So therefore, when you see movies that are a bit different... Than that formula because it's very formulaic. I think it's very formulaic. You know, <clears throat> um, you know, or if you're looking at films in in, in lifetime, which is completely yeah. different story. But uh, you know, it's it'll either go and be complete crap, or go and be really good and iconic. Because you want to talk about iconic, you just talked, you just let off with it that's iconic uh one film that sort of sort of turned the disaster that a holiday can be into a comedy was a christmas story in 1983 and Mm -hmm. it still played to this day it like like how many lines can you quote you'll shoot your eye out is an award i triple dog dare you 90% 90% of the stuff that you remember from that movie is not really even about Christmas. It's about the fact that this kid is on a quest to get this BB gun, mm-hmm. right? And it's like everything about his his uh, his life is about this, getting this BB gun. And all the mishaps that happen. And, and it really more talks about what, what actually holidays really truly can be. Because, you know, we're used to seeing these tables table with, you know, 20,000 family members and it's like, well, yeah, that looks really good and with the snow outside. But look, come on, y'all. That ain't Christmas. Christmas can be a freaking nightmare and a hassle, especially if you got people coming over. So, you know, I think, you know, to your point and and the reason why I just brought up uh Christmas story is because of that because it's less about the holiday And more about the stuff that will lead into the holiday. And I think it's cool to play with that a little bit. And I think Christmas Story did it really well in 83. And I don't... There are not many films after that. There were a few, obviously. But not many that would play with the concept as much. Because, again... Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. It's a Wonderful Life. It's I mean I think isn't it, it's a Wonderful Life considered a, a Christmas film?
1: Yes, it is. It is. Yeah.
0: yeah, and how many did you did you did you ever see the remake where Orson Welles plays Mister Potter?
1: It, it was yeah. in the seventies. it's been a while, but I've seen it.
0: That's how you knew Orson Welles was dying as Lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh well speaking about dying a slow death uh <laughs> for holiday movies because that's what we all do right uh my next one because you're making me think about that really the christmas story and you're right and <coughs> I, you're 100 right when you said like all the things i can remember i'm like oh yeah none of it it's about christmas from that no from a christmas story no it's really not about it christmas. really kind of and takes place that... in
0: christmas or around it but it's about how the story's told I think yeah more than anything else
1: and, and yeah and i i do love it because the thing i remember more than anything about christmas from that movie is him trying to get a bb gun that's, that's it like asking santa sliding down the slide but the bb gun's a central point it's not christmas itself and i think that's good because it goes into an everyday life of someone instead of the two fantastical like you know magic of yeah. the season that people tend to do yeah like miracle in 34th street you mentioned which is why I like some magical realism with more like people are kind of terrible during the holidays. And that's why my next pick is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Where <laughs> our future president himself also had a cameo in there. but uh, future president, not our future, hopefully not our future president again. Our past uh, nightmare on 34th Street. <laughs> nightmare. Nightmare. Uh, well, yeah. Kevin McAllister in that movie was going through a bunch of nightmares and seeing Donald Trump had to be one of them. Home uh, <laughs> but Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, why say this over the original Home Alone? Listen, both are classics. But I both think are. if you're going to do a follow-up to Home Alone, more than the recent <sighs> Disney one that I won't talk about, mm, uh, no. and I refuse to because right. it is absolute trash. There's I, will, I,
0: will, I will punch my monitor in principle if you dare talk about that film.
1: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, I mm-hmm. think as a sequel, you can't do it again. They went bigger, they went bolder, and then they also made it more Christmassy at the same time because the original one wasn't... Like, yes, it was during Christmas. Of course, they're home for the holidays. But it's more about Kevin just doing Kevin stuff. In the worst But, I you trapped. know, to, 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 be,
0: to be fair about this, you are... From New York, John? Yes. Okay. I'm not, but I've been to New York several times, and I've you know, seen Christmas in New York and, and you know 30 Rock and all that stuff. I mean, <clears throat> the way New York does Christmas is this one thing that I think everybody across the board probably universally can say, man, I want to see that at least once in my life. and trust me if you do you will not regret it because on top of the energy that New York has you're seeing all this like there's just something there I can't explain it John maybe you can explain it better than I could being from there but it it really uses New York it really uses that setting in such a complete way that you're like holy crap man this is uh,
1: this is cool like you see all of that, and it's From like the big toy stores to uh, the you know, big Rockefeller trees to uh, got <laughs> them all of it. You can't even the people itself, like the homeless guy yeah, coming people, and helping out. Exactly,
0: yeah. that's the thing about about uh, I think Home Alone Two: Lost in New York that also gives it that sort of extra kick. Um, <clears> that and the fact that they didn't really they didn't decide that like, hey, we want to wait until Kevin is fifty seven years old. We can do one called, you know, Home Alone 3, you know, Kevin has a drug problem or something. We, I mean, <laughs> you know, wouldn't play out the same way. I think that's really less about the Christmas and more about other problems. Um, mm. So I, I really liked how they used New York. Because that's, like, when your setting is such an integral part of everything, I mean, you don't really think about it. Until you look back on it, you're like, "Holy shit!" You know that's, it's it's a it's a New York story, it's
1: a New York story, like like Sex in the City. New York (laughs) is a character. (laughs) Too lost to New York. Yeah, you didn't think I put in Sex in the City in this, but I made it
0: work. Uh (laughs) I mean, yeah, you did. I was I was like, "That's actually that's really accurate." (laughs) That can be more accurate. So yeah.
1: yeah. Well, give us another one of your holiday movies over there, right?
0: Oh, my God. One of my holiday movies. Again, against the grain, not a 100% about Christmas, um, Scrooged, Bill Murray,
1: 1989.
0: Uh, One, totally about Christmas, and two, on my list. <laughs> so, okay. So, I'm going to tell you my reasons for why I had uh, Scrooged on my list. So, it is... A retelling of The Christmas Carol in a modern way. Where, Mm. you know, Bill Mary's character is essentially Scrooge. Not essentially, completely Scrooge. Mm. Um, So it does tell that story. But it's the way it's retold. Because I don't know about you, man, but I... Like, by the time that that Mm. Scrooge came out, I had seen probably two or three different versions of The Christmas Carol. And look, The Christmas Carol... (laughs) It's almost like a goddamn horror story. I don't care what anybody is. It's almost like a goddamn horror story. That's like, you have lived a, a banal life, and mm-hmm. we are going to give you either this choice or the choice of death. And not only your death, but the death of everyone else, including the little boy with the club foot. Yep. Um And so I always thought of it more as, like, horror, because it's like, even though you know the ending, you've read the book and all that stuff, but it still feels kind of weird, like... <clears throat> especially Christmas Future, it's like the future looks bleak and dim. And and they do that here, but they do it within a context that's much easier to just get that idea of the horror of it out of your mind to a degree. Mm. To a degree, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Scrooge does a good job of humanizing the character and much showing more, the change. Right? Yeah. yeah, more than the original Christmas Carol does. Uh, of it. I think Scrooge does that real well. Maybe it's Phil Murray's kind of charisma. But I think the whole cast kills it in Scrooge. But it shows that change from where he became such a nice person to the person he is now. And his journey through it, I believe it more uh, of that than anything else. Second to my only other famous Christmas Carol movie, of course being A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Uh
0: (laughs) Bro, you can't. You can't. You can't you can't talk christmas <clears throat> without I mean
1: those two are the best two christmas carol movies. It really is Scrooge. Really? And it really is. And I and I don't really think since Scrooge anybody's done a, such a great job at modernizing the christmas carol story cuz it, it's it's a very good modernization Scrooge does uh, even with the taxi driver that's the ghost of christmas present, right? Yeah taxi driver, um, which is hilarious. Uh, you know, you got good comedians in your day. You made it funny. You made it tragic. Uh, you've made it very, uh, uh, like you said, kind of spooky and scary at the same time of kind of our modern feelings. So from more than just, haha, ghosts of Christmas future to our own moral failings. Like, mm. you know, how mm. we could all slip and get caught up in and, and be Scrooge. Like, you know, we could start like Bill Murray did wide-eyed loving and and come there. And I think that movie did such a more it did it better than other Christmas Carol stories to really see that.
0: Yeah, and it but it also it adds stuff like when the home when he finds the homeless guy um dead and says, "Oh my god, wake up, wake up, do this, do that, whatever." It's like it's one of those things where it's like, "Man, uh there's some heart here." You know, there's definitely some heart here. Um, And he doesn't go so completely far off the deep end as the original Scrooge character does. There is still something, and you you really spoke to, I think it was a lot of Bill Murray's charisma, but you spoke to that. It's like, you still kind of like him. Yeah. You still kind of, even though he's kind of a jerk and kind of a dick, you still kind of like him.
1: Yep. And I, I think he's more grounded, because in The Christmas Carols, Scrooge is like... It, it's hard to relate to Scrooge, because Scrooge is just this old, rich miser, and you don't really like... You're automatically like, yeah, he's a bad guy. But Bill Murray, you kind of bring him in and you're like, oh, I like him, even though he's kind of a jerk and a man. But I like him, right? So it's, it's this kind of wanting to pull you in and see his journey and be like, oh, wait, you are bad. And we want to see Scrooge redeemed. Where in the Christmas Carol, I feel like it's more a morality tale where, yeah, Scrooge gets redeemed because he should be a good person, but not because I care for Scrooge. Uh, and then Scrooge, I do care for him.
0: Yeah, no, Scrooge. To me, Scrooge the character, of Scrooge the the redemption in one night is just. <clears throat> and people could say, well, it's it's kind of unrealistic in in uh, in Scrooge, but I'm like in Christmas Carol in the in the book as well as in the films that you've seen before, he is such a complete asshole mm-hmm. that you cannot really imagine him. Changing like 50 years of being an asshole to, you know, to one night of, man, I'm gonna be real good. Yep. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I just,
1: and and I think it's the character Scrooge. Yeah, I just don't think he'll, (laughs) like, and a lot of the retellings. Again, my only two favorite are Scrooge and up Muppet's Christmas Carol. And a lot of retellings you don't feel for Scrooge. Like Scrooge just, no. like you said, an unredeemable prick. And you're like, okay, yeah. whatever. But I think in those two, especially Scrooge, you start to care about the character of Scrooge more, <laughs> hmm. understand where he's coming from, get that. Uh, two, you could still understand his hmm. failings, but you want him to be redeemed. Or if in the original, I don't care if he's redeemed. It's more of a, like... A morality tale, like do that or bad things will happen to you. Not because I actually care about Scrooge. He's just, you know, in my way to learn the lessons. Uh, <laughs> where, where that's why I like Scrooge. I know it sounds weird because I keep saying the same word, but <laughs> I Scrooge. no,
0: I'm I'm totally I'm totally I'm totally in agreement with you. Totally agreement with you.
1: Which speaking of morality, uh, I think a Christmas movie that does that really well, Gremlins. So. <laughs> all right
0: um i need i need more clarification on this please
1: gremlins it's a one of the classic (laughs) holiday movies Uh and gremlins really tell you to be good people gremlins in and of themselves are horrible little shits that run around and destroy everything and as a community of people we need to come together and treat each other right to fend off those who will have ill intentions that is gremlins man also, you know, be cool. Follow the rules, man. It's Gremlins.
0: Yeah, don't feed them after after midnight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. But in
1: Gremlins, a community comes together to kick ass. What is more holiday spirit than a community coming together to kick ass?
0: Well, shit. Then if you're gonna say that, dude, I'm gonna say Tremors one through like seventeen thousand.
1: But none of them take place during the holidays. Where Gremlins does take place during. Yeah, Christmas.
0: but but they could talk about it in the holidays. Anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> no, um, remember that time where we killed those giant worms? Um, <laughs> no, the. Okay, so my, one of my favorite holiday movies is so terrible that it was good because it was terrible. Santa Claus, the movie starring, starring the legendary late great Dudley Moore. I'm gonna say this about Santa Claus. It's about the adventure adventures of what Patch the Elf, and somehow he becomes like a big celebrity. Okay, I saw this film when it came out in theaters, and I had high expectations as a child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, um, Little
1: Rick Acevedo put ooh. his film critic glasses on. And was I, like, was, oh, I was, I was, I oh, was putting score this. Ah uh, no, man! I was putting, <laughs> I, was, I was, I was,
0: I was putting my um. My blue and red 3D glasses on, you know, the old school type. Um, no, I, it, it wasn't 3D, I don't think. No, I don't believe it was 3D. But Did you, did you have a sports coat, too, did, um, <laughs> when you went to see it? And a little pipe that, <laughs> with <laughs> <the> <laughs> bubbles, yeah. Um, no, I was, I was really in you know, high I was just like Santa Claus the movie, man. And you, but the whole thing, is just like this disjointed story. And it's like, you get this elf... And I mean, later on, another Elf movie would be made, oddly enough, titled Elf, which told a, bel- a better Elf story, you mm-hmm. know, than this did, because again, I don't know if you remember this movie or what you remember of it, but I guarantee you that what I remember is just so jumbled in my head, I feel like I've been hit in the head several times by like a, like a film canister. But it, it was so, it, like, you look at it now, <clears throat> I don't know. Who directed that? Was it Richard Donner who directed it or executive produced it? Because if it was Richard Donner, then
1: we got we got something to talk about. I will check it out. Because I, I I do not remember. <laughs> I, can I tell you that don't one. remember either. Out of all the Christmas movies, that one does not stick in my head <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, Jeanette Swark.
0: It? Oh, I thought Richard Donner had something to do with it. Okay, well he didn't then. Um, well, so this film again, it was it was supposed to be like this massive hit, and at that point Dudley Moore was coming off of like Arthur, you know, success and you know Perfect Ten and all that stuff. But I'm like, wow, this was so off the mark. But it's something about that film that is so terrible. Again, let me emphasize how terrible it is. If you decided to try to climb an artificial Christmas tree, a really tall one, and got like halfway up and then fell back, and then hurt your back, that would actually be better than this film, in terms of experience. But it's good because it's bad. And it it tries to tell a story, and it tries to modernize Christmas, and it tries, it's like... You see the effort, but it's completely like off the mark. dude. It's like so off the mark. It's like the best bad movie, holiday movie I think out there.
1: I, I mean, you know, there could be something else. Oh, I have nothing else, but I hear the word "bad" and it makes me think of my other movie, "Bad Santa." Uh, and when you talk about a good actor, oh my God, Billy Bob Thornton, following up all of his <laughs> great roles, doing "Bad Santa," uh, which I think is honestly a great movie about a bad Santa instead of your Santa Claus movie, which is a crap movie about a good Santa. See, so uh... See, No, okay. <laughs> bad Santa
0: is hands down one of my favorite films. Holiday or None. Especially, you know, Bernie Mac, rest his soul, had this ability to he didn't have to do much in the movie to just straight up steal it. Like, he would yeah. appear and just steal your movie. And you're like, who was that guy? And if you knew it was Bernie, you were fucking laugh- laughing your ass off. Bernie Mac grabs Billy Bob Thornton, I think he was already dressed as Santa, and starts kicking the shit out of him. He's like, you're a bitch, bitch, bitch. I was like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: It is great. The cast is great, it's excellent. If you're looking for a good comedy movie for the holidays, bad you can't go wrong with Bad Santa. No. It's hilarious. Uh, no. I, I love it. It's, it's one that's good. Uh, it's my favorite movie that deals with Santa Claus, mm. so that's, a, that, that's it. See, I like to categorize my holiday movies. That's my favorite one to deal with Santa. My favorite Christmas Carol is either Muppet, Christmas Carol, or Scrooge, you know. My Unless favorite one with show. monsters yeah. is Gremlins. Yeah. And then of course, my favorite moral lesson holiday movie is, of course, none other than Krampus with Adam Scott, the one that just came out a couple of years back. Yeah. I mean, I got holiday movies for everything. Now, I know what you're saying. They're not traditional. Whereas, Where is Elf, as you mentioned? Uh, <laughs> uh, although, I mean... <laughs> but traditional traditional movies don't do it for me for the holidays. Like you said in the beginning, it's, it's the same, same story, story.
0: Because it like for me, it's just all about. Even if they don't do a Christmas Carol or, or a retelling of the Christmas Carol, you know that film about the bachelor who meets a girl whose company they're trying to take over, but she falls in love with her, and she's a single mother because you know they got to throw that in. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's that's like a jumbled up telling of the Christmas Carol. It's the same damn thing.
1: Or it's your jingle all the way. We're simply searching for toys. Oh, Which jingle yeah, all the way I is probably the that. best version of that because of Sinbad. God loves Sinbad as the villain.
0: Oh, yeah, no, Sinbad. Sinbad was, was hilarious. But see, I... Like... I didn't see him as a villain in that movie. I just thought he was a, he was a dad just trying to do his thing, man. And so he's. I mean, I don't know. I I loved him no, in that movie.
1: I, I agree with you. He technically is taking the villain role. I mean, if you remember, for the two heroes, like the turbo, he yeah. takes literally dresses yeah. as the villain. He mm-hmm. quote unquote's the villain role. You know, I agree with you. It's just too. Too. But that's usually your Christmas movie. So finding a toy, finding love—they're all just kind of similar on repeat, like you said, Lifetime. Uh, I could not tell a Lifetime Christmas movie apart. Um, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't. Well, well, they're all basically. Th- the same. They're, there's like three. There's like three templates.
0: Their films are a holiday love miracle, a miracle of holiday love, love in the holidays. Miracle of love in the holidays. Love miracles in the holidays. I love miracles. Holiday in the Bahamas, because there's always something in the beach. Um, Christmas in July.
1: You know what, Rick? I feel like you could pitch me a better one. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Since We talked to him. We gave a bunch of suggestions. So I'm going to put you on the spot here and say, like, pitch me your holiday movie, man.
0: I'm executive
1: at Lifetime. I'm, I'm sitting here. <clears throat> okay. Yes, uh, Rick Acevedo. So, I, I, I hear since you were a little kid, you've been into Santa Claus in and
0: writing, oh, writing about, I love Santa Claus, Tigers, and Octopi. Those are the three <laughs> things that I love most in life. So you can see where this is headed, but I'm going to blow your mind. All right? Here it goes. Okay. Now, imagine a Joe Exotic-like character who owns a zoo, and the zoo is desperately in need of money, okay? So, this Joe Exotic-like character, right, proceeds Mm -hmm. to prostitute itself in the oceans of South Africa to octopi, and then... What What do you mean by
1: prostitute themselves?
0: Well, you know, like, you know, sell a little bit of Joe Exotic Love to the octopi. It
1: sprung, I,
0: it's perfect. So this
1: is our sexy, sexy parts in there? these are sexy parts, yeah, where,
0: where contact is made. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, think about this. There is a man living in his home on the ocean. He is a retired... Angry Tracker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, but he's the best tracker in all of the ocean.
1: Well, show so, me a
0: little about this guy. This guy, full of himself, terrible father, um, great at uh, using a camera, but for the most part, just a really shitty human being. All right. Mm. Okay. Now, he tracks Joe Exotic. The Joe Exotic like character. We're gonna call him Mike Sheer Exotic. Um <laughs> Bottom bump. Oh, anyway. <laughs> and so he tracks him down. Okay. But because he's learned a lesson from his octopus teacher, he's gonna grab Mike Sheer Exotic, put him in a little bassinet. And have him learn lessons from a new octopus teacher, and then they celebrate Christmas together by finding the biggest Christmas ocean goose they could possibly find. This is possible. Those are real things. They're like sea-going birds, Um, and it's called a Merry Mike uh, Share Exotic Christmas. I feel like I need some sort of magical octopus. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Actually, no. uh, No. Oh, I wasn't even done. There's three spirits. Okay. There's the magical octopus of Christmas past. All right. There's the magical tiger of -hmm. Christmas present. All Okay, Okay. I'm liking this. And lastly, there's the angry donkey. Of Christmas Future. Okay, wh- who are you thinking about voices for these? Um, well, um, for the donkey, I'm thinking Mel Gibson because it's an angry donkey. Um, for the tiger, I'd like John Leguizamo. I think he's got a very like nice demeanor, you know, John Leguizamo. For the octopus, I think the octopus shouldn't talk. It should just gesticulate. Just, just I allow, like that. Just allow the octopus to gesticulate, and then each tentacle refers to you know something else that uh, Mike Sheer Exotic
1: is watching. Okay. So, and, this, and so, the the three teachers are teaching the the <clears throat> Sheer Exotic lessons, and then <clears throat> our octopus teacher felt, what happens with him? um well he implodes
0: from self-loathing and then his um like remains basically become um glittering Christmas stars
1: mm-hmm. yeah no I like that I like that so I think if I feel I like had an
0: audience be before, I feel yeah. like an audience.
1: And and, and if I feel like I had to do one, I like that pick. I feel like I have Santa Claus be real, right? Mm -hmm. And then he has to team up with the U.S. military because some guy sent an assassin after him because he gave him a lump of coal. All
0: right. Okay. So, all right. See, I feel like you're pulling that shit because of Raccoon City, okay? (laughs) That was not done on purpose. What? (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) You're taking it out on me, which is fine. <laughs> I am, but I am. but but to describe the shittiest movie that doesn't even make any sense by Mel Gibson, of course,
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> called Fat Man, that's that's taken a step too far. And it is Christmas.
1: Yeah. That. By the way, everyone, that is the actual description from the Fat Man movie. <laughs> that is, that is the actual description. I did not come up with it. That movie. No, that's, that's actually really.
0: Yeah, that's actually a real thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, uh Rick, you want to tell us about it? Do you want to tell us about it? No,
0: not about it. I, all I, all I all well, okay, so I don't, okay, so here's the thing. <sighs> so when Jonathan and I agreed that we were going to do, we were going to talk about holiday movies, right? Um, we, um, we were doing some, you know, obviously some research. N- neither of us really, I don't think, watch holiday movies as much. No. And so I, and I, and I was looking t- through a top list, and there it was. Fat Man. And it literally looked like Santa Claus was frozen in time. And there was a guy with a gun, and then it said Mel Gibson underneath. And that's all I needed to know, because I'm assuming that if Mel Gibson wrote this movie or had anything to do with the creative process of this movie, he was more than likely on a drunken stupor talking about how much he hates Christmas and just humanity in general, because he's a miserable prick. And I'm sorry, but if you don't, if you don't agree with me, you're a prick too, because that is a fact. Mel Gibson's a piece of shit, okay? <laughs> um, you know, uh, anyone that's that racist, that homophobic, uh, that anti-Semitic, Cannot be a good person. Alright? But that's another story for another day. I'm saying the movie is literally a Mel Gibson vehicle. And it's the kind of vehicle that he would get on. Imagine Matt Max, Lethal Weapon, and The Passion of the Christ rolled up into one shitty Christmas movie.
1: <laughs> that's really all I can say. <laughs> well, that sounds about right. Mm. And we're going to leave you with that because we left you with the crappy movie. But I think the question that Rick and I really want to answer is probably what's the best holiday movie, um, because I think all my picks are, of course, right and better than all of his. Um, And it wouldn't be the holidays if brothers, because Rick and I consider ourselves brothers, Uh, didn't get together and argue over something asinine and silly and ruin the whole holiday. So.
0: (laughs) I mean, you kind of already dicked my holiday with with Mel Gibson. Thank you very much. It's like, dude, it's like, It's like, you got a dog, and that dog just peed on the holiday, but it was not, like, actual urine. It was just, you know, like, all over, like, like, tiger piss.
1: So, yeah. So that's why next week, let's figure out what what our favorite holiday movie is. We'll probably bring someone else in. We'll argue it out. Uh, like we tend to do. I'm telling you right now, my pick will win, uh, because I have better picks, so I'm hyping everyone up. No, Uh, it's because you're bringing the same person in. (laughs) Who she is fair and balanced and does not believe in me. Honestly, if she could spite me, she would spite me. Uh, (laughs) Right. That's that's the truth. my arguments have to be on point, but we'll find that out next week. Go over there on our Instagram, uh, at Triscaleon Productions, Try to tell us uh, 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 who you think is gonna win. If you're watching this on YouTube, put it in the comments. Who do you think is gonna win? Tell us your favorite holiday movies. One that we forgot to mention. Tell us one you want us to review. Maybe we'll do it. Who knows? Depends on you know how much eggnog I drink.
0: Silent
1: night, all right. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Cinematic Podcast.